Hey everyone, welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jared Scarlato, founder and fitness coach of Thrivology in Alexandria, Kentucky. Today we're going to talk about one of the biggest fallacies that we have in society. Seems like we talk about a lot of fallacies in society, but nonetheless, we're going to talk about time management today. Uh, so I say that time management is a big fallacy because the truth of the matter is all of us have 24 hours in a day to quote unquote manage. So how, the question is, I think, how do some people end up using that same amount of time and achieving what seems like more within the time and also more from a what seems like a success standpoint? That was kind of awkward around the mic. Um, and and uh, the same or other people use that same amount of time, but they use it and seem to do less, even though they're working really, really, really hard. Whether that's working really hard from an actual job standpoint, or checking a lot of things off their to-do list, or you know whatever, just doing a lot of tasks in general, just staying busy, if you will, throughout a you know waking time period, whatever that is for most people. Because a lot of people work really, really, really hard, really hard, and do so in the hopes of achieving some level of something in their work or in their life. Whether that's working really hard to make a lot of money, whether that's working really hard to uh, get more things done, whether that's working really hard to make a boss happy, whether that's, that's working really hard to make a family happy, whatever. It's, it's in hopes of achieving some level of something. But like I said, some people seem to work literally from morning to night and other people seem to work less, but still get more done. So how does that tend to happen? Well, like I said, I think a lot of us have a time management mindset about getting things done. We think in terms of either trying to get things done faster, trying to do more work in a given amount of time, or trying to do work on top of work so that we can, again, get more done in a given amount of time. So if you look at those three aspects of, quote, time management, faster, more in a given amount of time, and then stacked on top of each other, there are some outcomes that tend to happen because of that. Faster work tends to lead to higher rates of error and more superficial work, if you will. You don't get as much quality depth of work. You don't get as much quality out of the, out of the work. Um, it's much more superficial, it's much more high level, and it increases your likelihood of error. We talked about this in the Stolen Focus series, how because of the high rates of information that we get and how fast information is being uh, thrown at us, we just don't tend to be very in-depth with the information that we're gathering. And the same thing that has to do with your work. When you focus on, when you have a time management mindset, and you're trying to do things faster, you're going to increase your risk, risk, <laughs> your likelihood of having errors, and therefore just not having as quality of work. When you focus on doing more in a given amount of time, if you will, or working more, I guess is a better way to say that, meaning instead of working eight hours, working 10 hours, instead of working 10 hours, working 12 hours, so if you're focused on working more in a given day, is a better way to say that, 
that leads to fatigue, stress, unhappiness, all kinds of other what seem to be negative outcomes, not only negative for your health, but also potentially negative for your relationships, for your spiritual health, for your mental health, and a lot of other different aspects. Trying to work more hours simply leads to, usually leads to outcomes that aren't supportive to what you're trying to accomplish or just lack of fulfillment in general. And having a time management mindset tends to lead you to work more hours because you think that, well, so here's the saying, if only there were 26 hours in a day. Okay, snap your fingers, now you have 26 hours in a day. Guess what? You're going to fill those hours up and then you're going to go, if only there were 28 hours in a day. Okay, snap your fingers, now you have 28 hours. No matter how many hours you have in a day, you will always want more hours because you the mindset of time management is that if I only have more time, then I can get more done. The other part of time management that can lead us to not productive outcomes is multi-work. We could also call this multitasking. And again, if you remember from the Stolen Focus series, multitasking leads to a lot of different, you know, negative outcomes as well. We, when we switch from task to task, it takes energy. And whenever we switch too often, our energy gets depleted faster. When our brain energy literally gets depleted faster, our likelihood of errors increases again. Also, the depth of work is just not there. Our quality of work goes down. All of that happens. So with this time management mindset, we're either trying to work faster or we're trying to work more hours or we're trying to stack work on top of each other. And whenever we do that, nine times out of 10, we just, it just leads to an outcome we're not, we're not happy with. An outcome that at the end of the day, when you look at the whole realm of your life, it's just not what you're envisioning you, that you're becoming. You tell yourself, well, eventually I won't be busy. Eventually I won't have all of this going on. And there are certainly seasons in everybody's life and it, throughout a year, throughout a five-year time frame, throughout a 10-year time frame, whatever, that you, t you are less busy, if you will. But life is life. You're always, things are always going to pop up. You're always going to have, oh, this extra thing all of a sudden going on or that extra thing going on or another project that's been thrown at you. It's always going to happen. So the fallacy of thinking that when things slow down, um, then I can focus on these other things that I want to work on as well is just simply not true most of the time. So with time management, I think that there's a better way to think about things. I think that we can shift our mindset around instead of trying to work faster, instead of trying to work more hours, instead of trying to stack uh, work on top of each other, I think we can shift our mindset around it. Now, don't get me wrong. I am a, a productivity geek. I love the idea of trying to make things more effective and efficient. I literally just had this conversation with Jana last week whenever we sat down for our quarterly meeting. One of our other coaches, Taylor, we had the exact same conversation. Um, luckily, they're both under the age of 25, so they actually listen to what I have to say. Not that I think that I'm full of wisdom by any stretch, but 
for them, it's just a matter of not living life long enough to figure things out. But there are plenty of 35, 45, 55-year-olds that run across the same problems that just don't take the time to sit down and go, okay, am I really doing the things that I say I'm going to do or that I actually want to do? And I think that there is an important point to be had there when you think about the things that you want to do versus the things that you feel like you have to do. And, and that's partly what we'll talk about today. So let's go ahead and transition into how I think we can think about this a little better. So instead of going about this in a normal, what is time management? What, how can we make it different? How can we change our mindset? I think it's worth looking at the end of life and going, okay, if this were my last day on earth, then what would I have wished that I had spent more time doing or less time doing? Now, of course, I can sit here and assume. I could sit here and go, okay, here's the things that I would do, but then that would just be me. And it doesn't matter what I would do because I'm different than you and you're different than Sally and Sally's different than Tommy. However, hospice, hospice nurses over the years have asked people at the end of their life, what are the things that you think about? What are the things that you wish you would have done? What are the things that you would have done differently? What are the things that you would have done less of, more of, prioritized differently, so on and so forth? And you can find these lists if you go out and search. But uh, one of the lists that I found had a list of 24 things that hospice nurses had found that people would have done differently. And what you can do with the list is basically look at the list and break it into less of this and more of that. Less of this and more of that. So what I want to do is go over five of the less of category and five of the more of category so that we can hopefully come out on the other end, other end of this and say, okay, I think that maybe I understand what time management actually is a little more. So less, let's talk about what people would say they would do less of at the end of their life. Less, um, I wish I hadn't spent so much time working. That's one of the less of. Again, society tells us that we need to work more so that we have more things in our life, so that we have more money, so that we have better cars, so that we have more gadgets, so we have more gizmos, and so on and so forth. And a lot of people fall into the trap of doing that, and in trying to pursue these other things, they end up doing more of this one thing that is actually not fulfilling them. Now, once we get to the more of thing, I think we're going to see the other side of this coin, this working coin, that maybe people would change their mind on. Uh, I wish I hadn't spent so much time worrying about things that never happen. This is a very big one. Worry, uh, it's in the movie Van Wilder, one of the characters says, worrying is like a rocking chair. It feels good while you're doing it, but it doesn't get you anywhere. And, and I heard that line when I was like, I don't remember how old that movie is. It's 15 years old or 20 years old or so. And when I heard that line, <laughs> a line in a movie, I went, well, there's a lot of truth to that. Like, what, like, 
Why am I worrying about these things? Now, it's not to say that I haven't worried about anything since then. I mean, certainly I think about things from time to time. Um, not too often because that can be scary when my brain starts to actually churn in different directions. Smoke starts to come out of my ears and stuff. It's pretty interesting. Um, nonetheless, um, worry is just one thing that we do that, that just leads to no positive, no productive outcome. There's just like most of what we quote worry about never comes to fruition, never actually happens, never, you, you never see, but we like to worry about it because our ancestors had to worry about lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my. And because they had to worry about those kinds of things, we have that same system. And so we have, we feel the need to think about all the things that could potentially be going wrong all the tigers that, that are lurking around the corner, that if I go have this conversation with this person, they're not going to agree with me, and so we're going to get into an argument. Yeah, well, that might happen, but, like, they're not going to kill you. Whereas a million years ago, a tiger definitely would have pounced on you, and you definitely would not be alive. So it's worth thinking about the things that we're worrying about and how much, literally how much time in our lives we spend worrying about things. Okay. Number three, I wish I would have cared less about what other people thought. So this goes back to what I said at the beginning of kind of this section where, um, where are we spending our time? Are we spending our time doing the things that we want to do that we think are going to bring us fulfillment or do, are we doing the things that we feel like we have to do? And most of the things that we feel like we have to do are things that society and other people tell us we have to do. And if you let people prioritize your life, I forget who said, uh, who said it, but um, some business guru of some sort said, um, either you're going to prioritize your life or someone's going to prioritize it for you. So you get to decide what that looks like. Now, of course, we all have family. We all have people. Like, people are people. We need to be able to work with people. We need to be able to sometimes do things that people want us to do. Like, that's course that's going to be the way that it is um, and yet I think that we can go about things differently when it comes to letting other people prioritize our lives for us okay number four I wish I would have paid less attention to other people's expectations just another layer on top of that one uh, the previous one I wish I would have cared less about what other people thought so with thinking about what other people thought maybe you're again you're worrying about what Sally's going to think if you do this thing, that she's going to think poorly of you. With this one, I wish I would have paid less attention to other people's expectations. Again, it's just your external world pushing back on you and telling you this is the way that you should be. You should be the kind of person that goes out and drinks regularly, eats, uh, eats out of a cereal bowl every morning. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. But, um, you know, the, these are the buckets that you should feel, uh, fill. It's those kinds of expectations that we feel like we need to fit into. And it's when we fit into those things that generally, again, we have this unfulfilled, unhappy feeling. Which leads us to number five. I wish I hadn't spent so much time chasing the wrong things. So, of course, we don't know what the wrong things are in each one of these people's particular situation. But... A lot of times the wrong things are the things that other people are telling us that we should do. We need to do 
we need to make sure that we go out and we cut our grass and keep up with our lawn and keep our house nice and pretty. We need to make sure that we, I don't know, uh, keep our car nice and brand new. Don't let it get any older than five years old. Make sure you replace it regularly. Uh, all of these things like chasing these ideas that, that society tells us we need to chase. These are potentially the kinds of things that are the wrong things for us. Because a lot of times we don't think about the things that are going to impact us. We just look at what society is doing and then we follow along with what, is, what society is doing. Okay, so that is five things that we that people would do less of. Let's look at the five things that people would do more of. And I think what we'll find is basically the reverse of the five things that they would do less of. So number one is spent more time with people I love. So we talked about the first one, spent less time working. This one is spent more time with people I love. A recent, like there's tons of recent research coming out that is showing that positive relationships are one of the most profound things you can do for your life and for your health. Having positive relationships, not only with a close people, but people in your community, people um, in your close community and people within your more extended community, like literally just where you live, having positive relationships and interactions on a day-to-day -day basis. 
having positive um, interactions day to day shows that you have less stress in your life. You aren't as anxious. You aren't as stressed whenever you have more positive interactions. So that's not people you love per se, but at the same time, having a different mindset around interactions with people. We look at people now and we go, oh, people are just a pain in the butt to deal with. Because most of how we interact with people is through social media, not live. So having a more loving thought process around people who are close to you and people who are more extended to you, that alone, it could potentially be very big in helping you have healthier outcomes. But these people are saying that they want to spend more time with people they love directly. And I think that we can extend that to just figuring out how to enjoy and love people overall. I went down a different rabbit hole there than I expected. Anyway, number two, I wish I had taken more risks. So this is kind of the inverse of spending less time chasing the wrong things. We spend a lot of time worrying about the outcomes of risks, worrying about the outcomes of things that are unknown, which is pretty much everything that we could potentially get into. If I start my own business, um, if I go and start this new diet, is it going to work? If I go and start this new exercise program, am I going to enjoy it? If I go and start this new business, is it going to succeed? Worrying and being concerned about those things is what's keeping you from doing them. And nine times out of 10, if you just start doing them, you're going to figure out either it's something you want to do and continue down the path harder or figure out it's not what you want to do and change it anyway and then continue down that path. So taking risks doesn't have to mean like betting everything on, uh, you know, a roll of two sixes, whatever it is in roulette. Um, but it doesn't mean having to throw all your money into one big lump sum and saying, hey, I'm betting it all on black. Like, let's go. It can just mean small things like choosing a nutrition plan. Choosing an exercise program is technically a risk. Just doing it, just starting it is going to help you become the kind of person who takes on risks and believes more in themselves. So... That's a big step that we can start to take. Um, number three, I wish I had taken better care of myself. So again, going back to the idea of taking risks and how we think that choosing a nutrition plan or choosing an exercise program is risky. Maybe you don't think of it as risky, but you're certainly potentially questioning starting something because you don't know if you're going to succeed in it. That is keeping you from becoming the kind of person who, who spends more time taking care of themselves. The more you question, the more you wonder, the more you change from this thing to that thing and bounce from one to another, the less time you're spending taking care of yourself. One of the things that people on their deathbed say they want to spend more time on is taking care of themselves because they know at that point that they would have felt that much better that they would be that much more vital, that they would have that much more energy, that much more health, potentially live that much longer, live that much more independently. Whatever it is, spending more time taking care of yourself, absolutely, absolutely important. Um, number four, I wish I would have quit my job and found something I really enjoyed doing. 
Um, you know, society tells us that we, whatever job we have, it's okay to just not enjoy it. It's okay to, you know, you should just suck it up. You should just deal with it. Just get into a career, do it, you know, just start making money now so that you can start having things, start having a family and start having things. If at the end of our lives, we're, we're going, man, I look back and I go, I just wish I would have quit that job. And I wish, I wish I would have quit the job in combined with, I wish I would have taken more risks goes to show that at the end of your life, you realize if those things would have happened, the outcome would not have been as scary as I thought it was going to be. Like if someone at the end of their life can put those two things together and say, I wish I would have taken more risks and I wish I would have quit my job and found something I'm happy with. They realize that the outcome would not be that scary. The outcome would not be as detrimental as they thought it was at whatever age they thought about doing, quitting the job that they had. So, you know, I'm, I've been an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur for most of my life. So it's easy for me to, most people would say, it's easy for me to say, oh, you know, you can, you can say that because you've been working for yourself forever. Um, the truth of the matter is there have been plenty of times where I've gone, man, I could sell this thing and just go work for somebody and just, just not think about anything. Like it is a very easy thing to like, just go through <laughs> my mind on those, you know, more challenging days. But man, at the end of the day, like finding something that you feel purposeful about, and it doesn't have to be, you know, you can still work for some, have a job with somebody else, with another company and still like find purpose in it, like be purposeful about it and be passionate about it. But if you're in a job where you have no drive about it, where you're just showing up, going nine to five, getting off the clock and just waiting, waiting for that five o'clock to come around, it might be worth thinking about what's, what's going on there. Um, which brings me to number five. I wish I had pursued more of my dreams. Pretty much already talked about part of that when it comes to quitting jobs and taking more risks, pursuing more dreams can be pursuing a business can be so many different things. But if you're not pursuing dreams, it's because you think usually think that they're risky and it's because you're usually worrying about things and it's because you're usually concerned about other people's expectations. And so you just don't do it. So it makes sense why people would say they would do less of these things, these five things over here and more of these five things because they correlate so strongly with each other. Okay. So the overarching theme of this, if I, you know, there were a couple of other studies that I'm kind of taking this theme from. So this isn't me like putting these together and then coming up with this idea. But the overarching theme of more of this and less of this seems to be in this one sentence, I want to live a life true to myself, not a life others expected of me. Live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. So after reviewing the list of more of this, less of this, and thinking about living a life true to yourself and not what others expect of you, 
it's not a time management problem that we have. We, we want to feel like we just don't have enough time in the day, which may or may not be true. But what it seems like is that we have a priority management issue, not a time management issue. What we're doing is prioritizing small piddly things that may or may not be important, worrying, concern, all of that kind of stuff, mental gymnastics, if you will, that we play with ourselves, and then also prioritizing other people's priorities, if you will, <laughs> over our own. So when you put all that together, you don't have a time management issue. What you have is a priority issue. So what we want to be doing when it, when we're coming, when it comes to time management is we want to be spending more time on the things that make us feel true to ourselves and less on the things that others expect us to do, less on the things that we feel like we, quote, have to do. If we look at things through a different lens, then we can start to th see that maybe these aren't things that I, quote, have to do. Maybe they are just things that society has currently told me that they want me to do. And I can do something different, but I need to be prepared for some pushback. So that was a lot to go over today. Um, next time, we're going to go a little deeper on how we can start to manage our time differently, how we can start to prioritize, uh, prioritize things that are going to hopefully make us a little more fulfilled, hope us feel like, make us feel like we're living a more purposeful life. Um, real quick, let's do a quick review of what we looked at. We talked about how time management can lead to more errors, less proficiency, more burnout, fatigue, stress, all that good stuff, um, and how there's a better way to think about it how time management is really a priority management issue. After looking at the list of people, list of things that people on their deathbed would do differently, less of this and more of that, what we see is it is a lack of managing priorities. And when we start to manage priorities, hopefully we can actually start getting somewhere where at the end of our lives, we can go, I think I did it. I think I did the best that I could to not only live a happy life for myself, but create a happy environment for my family and my friends, live a fulfilled life with everybody so that we can all feel like we, we got something good out of this life and not just checking things off a to-do list. Okay, here's a couple of questions to think about before the next episode. Number one, um, am I focusing on working faster, more, or multi-work, if you will. And if I am, how can I start to change that? So are you trying to do too much in a given amount of time? Are you trying to do too much time overall? And are you trying to stack work on top of each other? Because most of that is leading to less proficient work and probably less productive work overall. Uh, number two, how am I letting other people's expectations affect my own time? Am I spending a lot of time thinking about other people's expectations and letting that dictate what I do? And then number three, ooh, which one of these is gonna be a good question? 
what are risks that what are some risks that I have pushed to the side that I can reevaluate and potentially start implementing in my life? What are some risks that I've pushed to the side that I can look back and reevaluate and go, okay, maybe it's actually okay to do that. Maybe the outcome isn't as scary as I think that it is and then actually implement it. And what you'll find is starting to implement quote, risky things into your life will get you to take more steps in your life. It will get you to lead a more fulfilling life because you're actually doing things. You're becoming the kind of person who challenges, who pushes forward, who actually does the things that you strive to do. Um, and I'm not saying that that's what leads to a fulfilling life because I'm only 38 years old. Uh, but I think that that's a part of it. So that's all I have for you today. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Can't tell you how important that is for us. And until next time, my friends, here's to your success in health and fitness mastery.